Hello, Greg. My name is Tom Usiena, calling in from Climax, Kentucky. Speaking of Climax, I'd like to know your reaction when young Christopher told you that he had lost his virginity. I will hang up and eagerly listen. Good day, y'all. Oh, wow. This um, is awkward. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. One of the crazier things in this life that we live is dreams. I was thinking about the other day. We have like these like movies that play out in our minds. Sometimes we remember them. Sometimes we don't. There are a lot of odd things in this world. Dreams are crazy. Aren't they? Like, I'm have you surprised. ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? That like we like we watch movies on TV, but sometimes we have movies in our brains at night when we're sleeping. That's crazy. With all the technology in the world now, I'm surprised that nobody's invented. I shouldn't say this aloud because somebody will invent it and uh, and they'll get rich and I won't. But there should be an apparatus that you can wear on your head that pretty much scans your brain and then prints out what you've dreamt that night. Yes. Um, oh I mean, my that be- God, that's amazing. Right. That because- would be the. Oh my God, that is such a great idea. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. But that is just a, that is something that has not been figured out yet. Because I want to share with you, I, you know, I, I believe that everybody dreams a lot, but most of us don't remember our dreams. There's probably only two dreams a year that, that I actually remember. And, wow. And I had one recently, uh, and, and I want to tell you about it because, okay, Don Shula died about a year ago. Okay, the one-year anniversary was, I think, last week or something. And I dreamed that one of the local TV stations had me on to reflect upon the one-year anniversary, okay. okay? And they did it via Zoom, and it became very controversial because I had an incongruous, inappropriate background in my Zoom, okay? This is a very, this is a very somber, reflective interview about the great Don Shula. You know, it's, right. almost, it's emotional and which all that. Which channel was it? I'm trying to visualize it. Were you on Channel 7 with Shapiro? I know he just retired. but like, I think was... it was Channel 4. I think it was CBS. Jim Barry? Uh, I think it might, it might have been dulcet-toned Jim Barry. That, that's Mike a, Cunha. He's coming for Barry's stuff. You know, that's a, that's a detail that, that uh, isn't vivid in my memory, but this is. Uh, my Zoom appearance talking about Shula became controversial because the background in my Zoom was a terrifying uh, stampede of wildebeests. Jesus, and they were, like, like in The Lion King? Yeah, exactly. And they were coming right at the camera. And, and it wasn't animated. They were real wildebeests. So, <laughs> you know, there should be like tinkling pianos as I reflect on the greatness of this man we lost. And it's a thundering herd behind me. And that's all I remember about that dream is that wow. we had to interrupt the interview and then it became a big social media firestorm, and I got you got in all kind of trouble. God, I wish that had really happened. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, I wish that had actually happened in real life. That would have been that would have been fun. Greg Cody show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, how about that? I, I forgot to to intro the show. I think by now, if you tune into the show, uh, you pretty much know what you're listening to. What a shit but, sports weekend. Oh man! But here's the weird thing. Okay, I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about the Heat and the Panthers, who both lost on Saturday. Because I want to say this, the Panthers are down 3-1. to one. Mathematically, they have a 9.4% chance to, to win three in a row and not be eliminated. And guess what? I think they can do it. I'm not counting the Panthers out. Oh, okay? man, Dad. No, I'm serious. I mean, look, if they win game five, which I'm going to, you know, 
and think I'm not like I know they can do it, Dad, but it, it doesn't look good. This team, I, I just want to rant for a second against just this whole setup. I'm pretty sure Tampa and Florida, in in terms of like points, if like this was a normal playoff year setup, they shouldn't be playing Tampa in the first round. This is horse totally manure no. because of this weird divisional setup this year. And so they're getting screwed out of this. Um, the Panthers and, and Lightning were in the top echelon of the whole league. I think they're both top, top five in points in yeah. the NHL. So it's just annoying. Like, I, that's what I'm really annoyed at. Like, I, the Tampa's a really good team. I know a lot of people. Well, myself, they're the reigning champion, sure. But in general, just the last like 10 years, like right. this team with Stamkos and Kucherov, who, man, I hate that guy. Every time I say his name, I, I want to say Nikita Khrushchev, the former Russian premier. But uh, that's that, right. that's a whole different story. No, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't predict the Panthers are going to win three in a row and, and sort of make history. But what I am going to do is, is say, man, I am not counting this team out. Uh, but they need to solve the goaltending situation because ne- neither. Yeah. Spencer Knight. Let's see him. Uh, let's you know go. what? The rookie. That would be a ballsy move for uh, Coach Joel Quenville. If he put in a kid who just turned 20 and has four games of NHL experience, I mean, that would electrify uh, the the whole league. I mean, that would be ballsy. And also, uh, you know, the Heat lost barely, but... but Oh, no, we're good Oh, we're good there. I took, man, it's Milwaukee who should be worried coming out of that game. Yeah, everyone played like shit. Bam, like, Bam was never, didn't want to shoot. Jimmy was like two for 39. Well, I'll, I'll give you the real stats. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero combined shot 10 for 57 right 10 for 57 a bunch were bunnies too like jimmy missed a few easy putbacks like i mean we did shoot the lights out like we did shoot the lights out from three so that will probably regress a little but like this has seven games written all over it yeah i'm just not worried about the heat for some reason coming out of that game if if you're the bucks you have to be thinking man they shot like shit the, the heat did and we barely won at home. Yeah. We barely won Series at home. Series hasn't started yet. So, you know the rules. Yeah, whatever whatever that phrase is, um, I agree with it. I just need to mention Phil Mickelson for a second. I know we're recording this Sunday morning, and he's, he's carrying it. a one-shot lead into the PGA Championship. The whole world is, is going to no, be rooting for Phil. I'm, I'm not. Come on. This is not the Tiger appeal. You're trying to make this like you're you're talking in the same way you might talk if Tiger was leading a major. I'm with you. Like this is maybe the next best thing, but I'm I like Brooks Kepka. I'm good with him winning. Okay, if, well. if I, I want more of an epic battle. I, I don't want Phil to run away with it and it be an easy win for Phil. Like I just want to see somebody like I want Phil to need to hit a big shot on eighteen. Like that's what I want. I don't I want it to be close. Right. I don't really care if Phil I don't think you do either. I think you're kind of faking it. I think you know it's a, a nice story, but like I don't think you really are like that hard rooting for Phil Mickelson. I tend to root for the old guys because we old guys have to stick That's together. True. And I want to see I want to see history made. In, in there have been 161 years of golf majors, and Phil Mickelson at age 50 would be the oldest man to ever win a major. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, but in our little you know? pre-show meeting where we were discussing what we might talk about, you said I believe the quote, "I'm going to be pr- I'm literally praying that Phil Mickelson wins." And I was just like, "That I feel like you're just like, you know, trying to sound excited right now and you you know. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm pretty con- I'm pretty consistent with this across all you, sports. Yeah, you do like it. I, you are. You love all I root. <laughs> yeah, and 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 also as somebody as a journalist 
I don't root for people or teams. What I root for is great stories. You're right. And I he's root been for bad. great stories. What hasn't been it, the, the good thing? The cool thing about this is that it's Phil kind of having a resurgence because he's not hasn't right. been great. No, he hasn't. Hey, before we move on, can I talk Tim Tebow for just a second? Sure. I am really tired. Tired. <laughs> what of, if I of, said no there? Yeah, I would have plowed through anyway. But <laughs> I'm really tired of of everybody making fun of Tim Tebow and criticizing him. And again. I root for the great story. You yeah. know what a great story is here? Tim Tebow is about to take his first snap in the NFL after a nine-year absence, which ties an all-time record. I think the last player who did that was um, Doug Flutie. Yeah. And now Tebow's doing it. And, you know, I don't know whether he's a, an NFL-quality tight end. I have no idea. And I don't know if Jacksonville's doing it as a publicity stunt. All of that stuff may be. But it's a great story, Tebow coming back to the NFL after all this time. What I don't yeah. understand is is that this seems like – because how good can Tebow really be as a tight end? This seems like more of like a, a thing to get tickets, but you just drafted Trevor Lawrence. So that stadium's going right. to be packed. So I, I feel like this is just us wanting to talk about Tim Tebow. Like he's going to be on the roster, and at, at best, he's just going to be a solid to below average tight end, right? Like no one expects him to make a Pro Bowl and be gronk. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But uh, again, I think it's a great story. And uh, It is Tebow. weird that he's so um, polarizing, though. It is odd that like people seem to like, I don't know how you can be that negative on Tim Tebow. I mean, he seems like just genuinely one of the nicest people. And the other thing is, I hate the argument that, oh, he's taken away a roster spot from somebody more deserving. You know what? Tim Tebow is going to be about 48th on that roster. It's not like he's a prominent player. He's going to be their third string tight end, I would imagine. So and in other sports news, Simone Biles uh, did an unprecedented Yurchenko double pike vault, and I have no idea what that All means. All right, what are we doing now? And in other sports news, like this is not this. What show are we? Like, what is That's, this? Like, lo, like now you're doing Jim Barry's show, right? This like, is now in, you, you just became Jim Barry. Earlier, I, you were talking about being in a dream with Jim Barry when a stampede ran by you, and now all of a sudden you're doing his show, right? And none of our audience knows who Jim Barry is or what he sounds like, and I wish they did. <laughs> Uh, I would like you to research Jim Barry sings. He's you got a what? great voice. You know what? I think we can put that in. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, let's play a little clip for the people of Jim Barry singing. The glow in your eyes has got me feeling right. My life felt broken in little pieces, but you put me back together. And I pulled you to shore after your share of stormy weather. That puts me in the mood. If I wasn't yeah. here staring at Yeti Blanc and Greg Cody, I would be more in the mood. But uh, baby, that's yeah. what my wife said. <laughs> <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the sight, the sound, the smell of it. Morning, night, or noon. It's the feeling you're always welcome. And when you leave, we'll see you soon. It's the place you always go to. When you're with friends or you're all alone. It's the taste of Nellie's Diner. The place you feel at home. Step back in time when you step into Nelly's Diner. It's the only place in town to taste Wild Bill Cody's Bison Burger, deep fried in Nana's 100-year-old lard. Or try a tall stack of our award-winning PFBI pancakes. Dig into the signature Thanganathang salad. Or try an Uncle Dick footlong. Anything you want and anytime you want it, we got it. All served up with a free side of smiles. We are right where we've been for 60 years at 1440 Zagaki Street downtown. Nelly's Diner. It's the taste of home you never had because your mom sucked at cooking. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner that makes you feel at home. That reminds me um, <laughs> of our sponsorship deal with Nelly's Diner. That's why you're hearing this ad, people. And, um, you know, when, when the when the Levitard show um, and, and Meadowlark entered into that $50 million three-year deal with DraftKings, got a lot of attention. Uh, you know what hasn't gotten as much attention is that the Greg Cody show uh, just entered into a new three-year deal uh, with Nelly's Diner, and that's going to be a 50-meal uh, deal in which um, I am entitled to 53, uh, 50 free meals at Nelly's over a three-year period, tips and alcohol not included. So I feel like, uh, and you know, no agent was involved, no lawyer. That was just me and Nelly's team, and I feel like I struck a really good deal. I mean, Nelly's Diner's delicious. Like, I'm not going to, I can't, you know, I'm kind of paid to say that now at this point. I feel... <laughs> A little bit like a shill, but uh, that shepherd's pie and 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 the di- and the Uncle Dick's footlong. Yeah. My God, is it good? Oh yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, baby, and uh, and and I love the that kind of thing salad. Personally, that's like my favorite dish in the whole place. You know what we're gonna do now? We're gonna go on to Greg's mail sack. It's the first time we've done it in months and months. It's a staple of the the program as an new and improved. Feature. We brought it in is. Yeti. We should yet we should let Yeti. You know, what are we doing here with this? How is the how is this segment new and improved? Well, I polished up the sack, folks, and uh, we we decided <laughs> to um, open up the lines to some phone callers. This is something that that I did on my podcast uh, with Andrew Streeter called "Yes, Maybe No," and we nice plug. <laughs> I mean, you got to do it. I mean, it's it's been what? How many? How long have you been with us yet? He hasn't worked. Like, I don't think he's worked in a shameless plug yet for it. So. I haven't. I haven't. We we referenced Greg referenced it gently last week. And uh, I, I I mentioned the name of another podcast like eight times, and uh, so <laughs> but, I have to but be. Who's counting? Yeah, Stugat sent me a text and uh, said, "You got to do better, man. You gotta you gotta be a little more <laughs> selfish." But yeah, so we we opened the line to callers. They sent us some voicemails. Look, callers, you guys brought it strong. I think there's some really good content here. So thank you for for sending in some really good questions. Some questions I think are going to spawn some good stories from Greg. Um, when we do this again. Bring it even better though. So I, I had to cut a few of yeah. you. You guys were were good, mm-hmm. but not great. We had some you great were crap. ones. Crap! If you don't hear your question here, you were crap. 
All right, so. Wait, wait, let's, I think we have some crappy imaging to tee this segment off, so let's hit that. It's Greg's mail sack. Let's pull your question from the bag and let Greg answer back. Okay, so let's get this started. Our first caller, Chris from the Finger Lakes. You can find him on Twitter at CJ Mal, and he has questions about bachelor parties. Hi, Greg's and Chris. I'm currently on the stag weekend for my brother's uh, bachelor party. So I'm wondering what kind of activities did you guys like doing on your stag parties? Maybe it was just drinking, beer pong, something. But what were some of the activities you liked doing? I'm just laughing at my dad cough through that first question. You're off to a banger start here, folks. Well, listen, uh, beer pong hadn't been invented yet. Okay, that's how old I am. Um, uh, drinking had been invented when I was doing the stag party thing. And like the a week party before. Thing. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what what used to be uh, the thing was the strip club, I'll be honest with you. You know, if, if, if you were going to a bachelor party, it was almost de rigueur that you would wind up... Uh, at a strip club, and, and that's, you know, I know that's not that exciting, but uh, that, that's what the bachelor party used to be back in my can, day. Can I tell you about, I, I ended up at a strip club for my bachelor party. I, I did not actually, it wasn't planned, but my friends kind of like took over what we had planned, whatever. Greg's mail sack. So I did. Long story short, the funny story I have from this is, uh, I won't say who, somebody in that, along with my bachelor party, uh, we had a we had a party bus that we were driving around, and we were all in the club. And all of a sudden, one of our guys just decided he wanted to go somewhere else, and like took our party bus and left. All of a sudden, the bus is gone, and that's my story. I, I, I feel like I've already said too much. I'm like I'm, I'm seeing the faces of all the people involved. Like, why are you telling this story to uh, the nation right now? So I'm gonna retreat a little bit. But that was a crazy story from my bachelor party. Well, you have to name the the thief. You have to name the no, person who I absconded can't. with. Dan okay. Levitard, he was 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, off air, you have to tell me, and I'll tweet it out. Okay, what's the next question? All right, next question comes from our pal, Steak Sauce. You can find him on Twitter at IamKevinito. Hey, Greg, this is Steak Sauce, uh, your favorite uh, journalist, your favorite newspaper writer. My question for you, Mr. Cody, was what is the most embarrassing uh, typo you've ever had make it into print? Uh, I think mine is I had a, a guy here in Albuquerque... Uh, he shit a two-run homer, and that made it into the newspaper, and I was very crushed, so I was wondering what yours could be. All right, I'll hang up and listen. Mayo sack. That's actually hilarious. Like, he shit a home run. I mean, that, a two-run home run. <laughs> wow, a typo. See, in, in journalism, a typo means like, like that, like one letter that causes you... By the way, I don't even think he cared about what your story was. Steak sauce just wanted to get his story out there, and he did. It was a good right. story. It is. Uh, the, the idea of somebody shitting a home run is, is just perfect. I've had plenty of embarrassments in my day, but I don't think any of them was related to a specific typo, at least none that I can hear All right, of. So what was the like what was your worst mistake then? Well back way back in the day when I was covering the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, there was uh, a prankster on the team, a defender named Ken Fogarty, a British guy. And um this was around the time of the Falklands War, and uh, which is a, a blip in history. But at any rate, uh, Ken told me this great, great story about how he, his, he was distracted because his uh, sister was on a, uh, a troop uh, uh, ship headed to the Falkland Islands to do combat. And, and I wrote that, you know, just a little human interest story. And it turned out to be totally fabricated. He didn't have a sister. She wasn't headed to war. And, and worse, two days later, 
uh, the Miami News, the competing paper, did a front page story on how I had been duped <laughs> by Ken Coger. And, and so that was, I mean, did nowadays. You, did you comment? Did you comment on the story? No, I didn't. And this was before, this was before social Greg media. Greg Cody days. declined to comment. Was it, like, was That's the right. They didn't, they didn't ask me. I wish they had. But, uh, you know, this, luckily this was before social media, before Deadspin. So it just sort of died as a, as a Miami-type story rather than national news. But uh, that, that was my version of a typo that embarrassed me. Listeners, I don't know what we can promise. Probably nothing. Uh, I'll give you a follow on Twitter for the first person who can dig up that story and and post a yes. copy of it on Twitter. Yes. I don't have any merchandise to give you at the moment, but uh, <laughs> that that's incredible. That's I love Chris's reaction when he referenced the Falklands War, like it was something from 1884, but it was really I like did. it was like 1984, right? Thank you um, for calling me out on been, that. I almost yeah. made fun of him just because it's so funny to hear my dad reference being around for the war, but then I realized quickly <laughs> that that was like a recent war and that I. I'm exposing myself rather than making fun of my dad. But thank you, Yeti, for calling that out. <laughs> right. I, I think it was more like uh, 79 to 81, gotcha. 82 or something. But uh, Yeah, the Brits down in uh, yeah. versus kind of, I guess, Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Yeti, it was way before you thought, you dummy. <laughs> dummy, sort of dumb Yeti, you Yeti. dummy. <laughs> All right. Our next call is a guy named Tom Musiana who didn't give a social hey, media handle. This one was, was interesting. Hello, Greg. My name is Tom Luciana, calling in from Climax, Kentucky. Speaking of Climax, I'd like to know your reaction when young Christopher told you that he had lost his virginity. I will hang up and eagerly listen. Good day, y'all. Oh, wow. This um, is awkward. Do we have to believe, are we to believe that there's actually a Climax, a city named Climax in, when was it, Kentucky? Uh, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, he's at Climax, um, Kentucky. I don't, I don't recall having a conversation with Christopher. Hey, Dad, I somebody last night. I'm no longer a virgin. I just don't remember that happening. Wait, something? <laughs> I don't, you know, Christopher, did that happen? Did you come to me and confide? Whoa, that, ooh, phrasing, phrasing. <laughs> and, and we're no longer a virgin? How does that work? I, that's what I mean. This is awkward. I don't think me and my dad have ever had any kind of conversation like this. My dad was a terrible father. I never had the sex talk with him. He just, like... I think he knew the internet was around. He's like, you got this thing figured out, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> yeah, what can I tell you? I, I'm, uh, I guarantee the birds and the bees talk is not happening anymore. It, you have actually, Yeti, is it? Like, because the kid, like, I don't like, I mean, with the internet and like, I mean, your, your kids are young, so you're probably not there yet. But like, I don't. We do not have time to go into the sleuthing that my daughter has done to try to figure out what condoms are. Oh wow! That How old I mean, are your kids? my daughter's ten, my son is seven, and she's okay. been on at least a two-year mission to figure out what they are. Um, oh. And like, like I said, that I could go probably forty-five minutes on that topic alone. Yeah, I don't want to like, but it's just—I feel like back in the day, it was like, sit down, sit down, sit down, Ryan. Let me tell you about the world. I don't know who Ryan is. I don't know what I just did. Back in the, back in that time, kids weren't even named Ryan. What were kids named back in the day, Dad? Greg Cody. Yeah, like Greg and- there you go. My parents never had that talk with me either yeah, because when I was in high school, um, we actually had sex education so did we. courses. I had a sex ed class. I don't yeah. remember whether it was middle school or high school, but I had a sex ed class. We didn't. <laughs> and- I, I don't think they do anymore, do they? Is that part of the curriculum now? Uh, I, I think it not. depends on it depends on on where you're at. But no, yeah. I, I was the night before my wedding. I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, how come you guys never had the talk? 
And uh, it was just like, well, I guess if you can't figure it out, you have no business getting married, you know? <laughs> right. Like, it's just something along the way, you figure it out. It's not that complicated. Like, you really... <laughs> I mean, okay, you have this part, and she has that Art. part, and... <laughs> Picturing you with a lab coat on teaching a class all of a sudden. This week on the Greg Cody Show, Greg congratulates us on the sex. That's right. All right, our next call is uh, from Jamie Zazlab at JZazlab on Twitter. Hi, I'd love to hear about the all-time worst family trip that the Codys went on. I think we all have family trips that turned out to be a disaster, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about something that you guys did. Wow. Going back a ways, uh, uh, a lot of the trips were grueling because we never flew. Uh, we drove our car from Hollywood, Florida to Lawrence, Massachusetts and, and stayed in, in tiny little weird ass motels along the way. And the, it was pretty it was a grind. I mean, oh, to save airfare, I, it was a grind. Didn't I lock us out of, like, when I was, like, three out of some, like, cheap hotel balcony? Like, we were all in, like, you had to keep the... For some reason, they had a way where you could lock yourself onto the balcony. Right. Like, what a terrible... Thinking back on that, like, why was that designed that way, that you were able to yeah. lock yourself out of the balcony? Yeah, that, but, that, that happened. And, yes, like, that didn't happened. you have to, like, jump off of a balcony <laughs> to, like, go get... The, the... Right. Luckily, it was only the second floor, so I was able to sort of climb more than jump, climb down, but uh, I felt like a hero. To be honest with you, I, um... I re- there's actually oh man, if we could get that audio, we're not going to be able to. Like it's like an old VHS. You're videotaping when it happened. Greg's mail sack. And I walk outside, and then you hear the door. Ch-choo! Oh yes. And then like the reaction is caught on camera of my mom being like, "Oh my god!" And then you're <laughs> laughing while videoing, like, "Wee!" <laughs> I do oh, remember that. Of the realization that you've been locked out? That's incredible. Yeah, like my mom is panicking and my dad's laughing and my mom's panic. Like, and they're just, as if they'd have to be like, help! If you were like on the fifth floor, like, help! Yeah, that was great. Memories. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. Our next caller is from a big time fan of the show, Jeanette, out in Los Angeles. You can follow her at jher17. And if you love the Levitard show, she is always on point with her with her with her uh, shooting from the hip quips about the show. Yeti approved. Hello, Greg Cody Show. I just wanted to know, you guys had said that you would be working out of a Sirius XM and a studio kind of like with Pitbull. So have Greg, Yeti, or Chris, have you guys met Pitbull yet? And if so, what did he smell like? Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, I have reached out to Pitbull through his people. Um, to get him on because you know he's got a lot to do with Sirius XM and the um, program that this, sponsors our program setting, or whatever. Are you setting up a terrible joke about a, like you asking a dog to join the show? Like I just felt like I can tell in your voice <laughs> when you're setting up a no. terrible joke, and I feel no. like you were about to be like, and yeah, and then he barked at me in response. Like right. that's I wish I, I I wish I had had a terrible joke to set up, but I don't. Uh, but uh, you know I don't have a real answer to that. I would love Pitbull to be on the podcast, and uh, if you're listening, Pit. Uh, give us a call. I think, her, I think her larger point, though, is a great one. Pitbull looks like he smells fantastic. And I think we've covered this on the Levitard show, but like he just has a look. I don't know. Like Maybe we could play that game of people that just look like they smell nice. Pat Riley. Um, I feel like sure. it's just he, he just looks like he smells lovely. You know Jimmy Butler it, smells good. Yeah, even sweaty, right? Like sweaty Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny, though, is like I picture him smelling good like... 1993, like I, cool water. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dan Man Campbell looks like a real tough guy. Doesn't look like he smells great. He smells like dirt and grass. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Smells like blue cheese. Greg Cody, um. <laughs> you don't look like you smell great. 
I'm not a cologne wearer. Um, I will spray on some cologne when we're going out to a nice restaurant or something, but uh, day in, day out, I don't use cologne. Do you guys use cologne? No. no. It irritates me. This is the thing, Dad, I need you to take this and run to Mom with it and tell her. Especially because we know Mom doesn't listen to this podcast. She gets enough of Greg Cody in her life. <laughs> um, Mom buys me cologne every year. I haven't worn cologne since, like, junior year of high school. I literally have like seven colognes in my bathroom that I never really? use just because they stack up every year because mom will buy me like a $40, you know, it's usually nice cologne, like, you know, but it, you need to tell her to stop buying me cologne. I think somebody should come out with um, uh, an anti-cologne, like a cologne. Imagine you're spraying something on yourself and your wife says, do I smell urine? <laughs> Greg, you can actually buy urine to put on, like hunters use it to mask their scent. You get fox urine. Um, so bo- bottle it. They, they do. Um, go to your Army Navy store and buy some, Greg. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it human urine or is it uh, animal urine? It's animal. It's fo- literally fox urine. Wow. And you can Does put it. Have a- to be though. Can can he just pee in a, in a jar and then spray it <laughs> mist style on himself? I could do Greg, that. Greg, that could be the next thing. I mean, eau de toilette. You know. Yeah. Greer. I could do that very easily. I, uh, <laughs> Gre- I feel like we've gone <laughs> off track a little bit. Yeah, we've gone on. The, thank you, Je- Jeanette, for that call. Um, our next guy is a guy that we that, that is known around Twitter as Joe Vegas. You can find him at Dude Goods, and he has a question about Chris. Hi, Greg. My question for you is: What quality would you say is the worst uh, that your son Christopher possesses? And if you had to choose, which person from the shipping container would you replace your son? Sack. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't find much fault with Christopher. I think he's a great kid. Uh, a great father, Kid. possibly a great husband. I'd have to ask Christy about that next time I see her. Uh, you know, he does little inconsequential things that annoy me, such as, you know, sometimes just ignoring my texts and, you know, I'll <laughs> stack up four texts in a row and I won't hear from him. And two days later, I'll, you know, those type things. But that's just a grain of sand. That's nothing big. Uh, what was the second part of that question? Oh, who would I replace him with? From the shipping container. <laughs> In other yeah. words, if I had to pick somebody from the shipping container who would suddenly be my son? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this well, question. That, wow. Like, you have to do it. Like, I, I know you're not choosing that. Like, it's just that you're put in a spot where you have to... Gun to your head, take, Greg. Just take in some okay. family member. Um, I guess I'd pick Jessica to be my daughter. Wow, you've known her, like, two weeks. Yeah, but it'd be kind of cool to have a daughter, you know? You do have a, a granddaughter. I do, but that's, you know, I'm talking about a daughter. Wow. I thought you were going to go Roy there. Oh, Roy would would be right up there. (laughs) Roy would be right up there. Um, You know, I'd rule out certain people, but I don't want to offend anybody. Wow. You know, Whittingham would drive me crazy. Imagine having him as a son. Whatever. Whatever. You guys would be able to bounce vocabulary words off of each other while you're trying to figure out you're stuck on a paper or on an article and you go to Chris. What's a a smart sounding word I can use here? He would actually probably be very annoying to play categories with. Can you imagine him bringing out the rule book? Greg's mail sack. Greg. Technically. (laughs) House rules say. (laughs) Greg, you'd kick him out and you'd replace him with Roy. Or Jessica. De- having a daughter's cool. Dad, you just want to be able to tweet hashtag girl dad. Don't you? That's it. That's it. Salt That's li- it. Hashtag salt life hashtag girl yeah. dad. You love, 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 love to just be things. And a girl dad is something you want to be. Right. Hashtag reggae dad. So- yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. All right. Our, our next guy has a Miami sports question. This is Brian Diardo at Brian Diardo. My question to Greg Cody is, if you could... 
alter one outcome in a previous Miami sporting event, what outcome would that be? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Game one versus Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm going to go way back to, uh, for my answer to 1980, the Soccer Bowl. Okay, it was um, it was a glorious season for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers of the then NASL. They got all the way to the championship game for the one and only time in their history, and they lost to the star-laden New York Cosmos uh, at Giant Stadium. So it was a home game for the Cosmos. Greg's Mayo Sack. What about Marino's Super Bowl? You know, that's not a bad idea either. Marino's, uh, yeah, the 1980... Wouldn't he just be the best ever if he had one Super Bowl? And Yeah. Sometimes I think if you win one, though, it's not enough. Like, if, you know, like you're going to say Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl, and you're going to emphasize the word only. You know, but uh, that, that's not a bad idea. Let's, sorry, Strikers. I'm going to change my mind. That's what Let's I'm give... saying. Who gives a shit about the Strikers? <laughs> I know it was a long time ago, and at that time, yeah. they, I know they're dead. I know I used to go to Strikers games with you guys. They were popular in their day. Right. Got to go, Marino. Like it's, yeah. it's not even close. All right, let's give Marino uh, a Super Bowl title. I'm, yes. I'm fitting his, I'm putting a ring on it. Uh, Marino, congratulations! Ring it, a Super Bowl champion. Ring it. Yeah. Did um, uh, if he had won that Super Bowl, would you have written that article saying he should have been traded? <laughs> uh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> um, this does roll into your career as a journalist, and this comes from Gabe, who is also from from South Florida. I think he's from Miami. Uh, Gabe, you can find him at Rage Against Twitter. Uh, he's a recent sh- uh, show song contributed- contributor oh, yeah. to Levitard. And this is a question about Dave Hyde. Hey, this is Gabe at Rage Against Twitter. Um, there was a recent uh, retiring of a uh, local TV uh, sports host, uh, Steve Shapiro. And as part of his retirement, he kind of had like a farewell tour of interviews where he interviewed such people as Jeff Conine, Zach Thomas, Mike Lowell, Stan Van Gundy, uh, Jason Jackson, the TV face of the Miami Heat. And uh, he also interviewed two columnists. Um, uh, and it was this guy, Dan Levitard, and uh, your arch nemesis, uh, Dave Hyde. And uh, I was wondering, hey, how do you feel that they thought of Dan Levitard and Dave Hyde and uh, not you? Also, why have you never publicly complimented Dave Hyde on his work? Um, I'll take my answer up here. <laughs> why, why has Steve Shapiro never publicly no, complimented Dave Hyde? Sh- I, like, I, I, I can tell by the look <laughs> of your face. He turns it directly on him. Why has Steve Shapiro never complimented Steve Shapiro's, me? Steve Shapiro's retiring, and he had like right. a farewell tour. And we were just okay. doing a bunch of interviews. And one of those interviews <laughs> were with two columnists. And those columnists, I can't believe I'm having to repeat. It, like Gabe's Okay, no, I get it. No. <laughs> and, and he chose Dave Hyde and Dan Levitt. And he's wondering, does that like like where was my invite? And he's also wondering why you never publicly, you know, say that Dave Hyde is a good writer. Well, I, first of all, it, it, it rarely comes up. Uh, Dave Hyde and I are friends. Mayo Zach. Uh, we've socialized a couple of times. Uh, we follow each other on Twitter. We're friendly every time we see each other. I, I think Dave Hyde's great. I think he's a really good columnist and has been for a long time. Uh, you know, does it bother me that? Steve Shapiro didn't interview me on his farewell tour, uh, not even a little bit. Wow! In fact, quite frankly, Shots quite frankly, fired. nothing, nothing against Steve Shapiro, who I also like and know. Where do you rank him? Uh, do you follow him on guys. Twitter? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> local sports guys, where do you rank him? Let's do it. Greg Cody's top five local sports anchors. Uh, all time or? Yeah. Oh gosh, I, 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 I'm not going to insult anybody. Uh, I'm, Steve Shapiro had a great career. I did not know he had retired. I don't watch much local TV. So I was unaware of his victory tour. Man, the shots just keep coming. Just, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, just big time honest. Steve Shapiro. 
<laughs> you know, had he interviewed me, uh, he would be the greatest uh, ever and number one on my list. But since he snubbed me, um, Steve Who, you know, that's pretty much it. That's Steve-O's cousin is named Steve Who. <laughs> no, Shappy, uh, Shappy had a great career. <laughs> I have no Good idea old Shappy. Yeah. Shappy. <laughs> All right, uh, our next caller. Hi, this is Cincinnati Lou of Jeff and Lou Have a Podcast at Stugas Army 790. Greg, will you join us on Jeff and Lou Have a Podcast? Uh, look, I'm sorry. He broke into here. I don't know who let him here. I'm sorry, Greg. Shame on you, Lou. Greg's mail sack. You know, I'll have to check with my uh, my agent on that. I get so many requests to be on podcasts. You know, I can't say yes to everyone. So that's a I, kind roundabout way of saying no. I, I, I will say, I will say, it would be doing me a personal favor because recently Lou saved my life. That's a story for another day. Well, if that's the truth, we'll ferret out the truth uh, off air. And if it, that's the truth, then I'll, I'll agree I, to be on. I it. think it would be a light lift. I'm pretty sure, from what I've heard of that that show. Pretty okay. sure. Sure, I'll be on a I've appeared on the show. It is a light lift. I think I've appeared on the show. You have. Okay. You have. Yeah. It was such a light lift, you barely remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not exclusive territory is what you're saying. I'm like sloppy seconds. Zagaki. All right. This this call comes from Troy out in Idaho. Hi there. This is Troy, Greg Cody's number one Idaho fan, at Older Dan's on Twitter. My question for Greg Cody this week is simply, what's your Mount Gregmore of the United States states? that you've never been to. Thanks a lot for your consideration. And really love Yeti being on the show, too. Bye-bye. See, Troy knows how to get played. <laughs> wow. Um, I've been to, I'm blessed to say, I've been to most states, either through them or vacationed in them. Um, Greg's Mayo Sack. We did New Mexico last summer, two summers ago, which was a first and enjoyed the hell out of that. I'm trying to think of states I haven't been to. I would like to go to uh, the Dakota that has Mount Rushmore on it. Is that north or south? I can never remember. That one's south. I think it's South Dakota. Yep. Wouldn't mind doing that. Gosh, I've been to just about every other state, honestly. I'm, I'm trying to think of states I haven't been to. Been to Wisconsin. Um, been to Washington. I, I don't think I can even come up with a Mount Rushmore states I haven't been to. I feel like Portland. I think I, I, have, Portland is decent. I think I have been to Oregon. We went to a vineyard there once. So, uh, yeah, I've been everywhere, man, like uh, Johnny Cash sang. <laughs> we, we, I feel like we're not going to have time to get all of these. We're running out of Last time. call. Last call. Oh, okay. right. oh, good. Okay. All right. This comes from Spencer uh, from Iowa, who's actually on his way down to South Florida or to Florida somewhere. Good all right. Know. I'll be there greeting you. Hey, Greg. Spencer from Iowa here. So we're planning on moving down to Florida, and we usually walk our dogs off leash. So my questions are, what are your feelings about people who walk their dogs off leash? And are we going to be able to continue to do that in Florida with the alligators everywhere? All right. Have a good one. I, I need to go first here. I have okay. strong opinions about that. What's that guy's name? Spencer. Spencer from Spencer. Iowa. Currently from Iowa. I don't want to be rude. I hate when people are walking their dogs without leashes. And, and, it, and it's just, it, it gives me anxiety because a lot of times it's like not that far from a street where there's cars. It's like, we get it. Your dog is perfect and it's trained. But dogs are also really stupid at times. <laughs> see Man. something and then just take off. And it's just like, I, it stresses me out. And then if I have a dog on a leash, what if your dog, like, like it's just, there's a lot of different things. I don't want to be rude, Spencer. You're welcome to come to Florida. Maybe if you find a place with a lot of land and like, you know, not, you know, maybe you can do what you want to do. But that, I don't know, Dad. What do you, do you, do you agree with me? Well, uh, Spencer, welcome to the Sunshine State. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do have leash laws here. Um, laws. And, 
And, yeah, that's right. And so, uh, yeah, you want to you wanna use a leash. Get one of those uh, e extracting leashes. That, oh, you know, I love now dad's teaching people about leashes. Like, they have them now. Hey, Spencer, you can push a button and it extends. Like, I think he, exactly. he, knows, he exactly. knows the leash okay. landscape. Leashes! But, uh, Number one, use a leash. Number two, keep that mutt away from the riverbanks because alligators no. look at dogs as a snack. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about. This isn't some crazy wasteland where there's just alligators running around everywhere. If you're not going to the Everglades, I mean, sure, there's canals where there might be alligators, but there, there's not alligators just... I know you see these videos all the time on the internet of these large alligators walking on golf courses. Right. I play golf a lot. I go a lot of places around here. I've, like, twice in my whole life seen an alligator at like around like it's not that crazy you know no, knock be, on wood no. hopefully hopefully spencer doesn't take my advice now and then get his dog eaten from an alligator i'll feel very responsible <laughs> but I, I it's not like they're all over the place you're not going to see an alligator walking out to the mailbox smoking a cigarette no. and saying what's up greg you know right. like it's not like Unless that you, at I mean, all I mean, if you live behind, like my Uncle Dick of Uncle Dick's Footlongs, Nelly Di Nelly's Diner, right? He used to live behind a canal, and it was a thing when we went to his house. Hey, don't go out there! Like, you know, I remember that of there being like the the chain, and we I never saw an alligator there. I mean, I think he did, but even I, I'm just saying it, they're not everywhere. You'll be fine, Spencer. Right. I feel like but, I've been I feel like I've been too coming in too hot at Spencer. <laughs> I feel well, like like I'm not being nice. I I, I welcome you here. I, I hope you and your dog can walk without a leash. Just don't do it near me. That's the thing. In Iowa, you can because there's there's wide open ranges. Right. The dogs can just go. But you're, South Florida especially, you're not going to have that. But there, and, you could. There are places like out west. Well, and there North are, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> North Florida. But even in South Florida, like there are southwest ranches. There are neighborhoods that are like farm. Like Davie has a lot of like, I mean, these are expensive. I don't know what Spencer's budget is. Like, you know, they're, they're really nice, big but there are like a lot of like people with horses and stuff. Like there are places you can go where you can walk your dog off a leash. But it just um, gives me anxiety when I see it. Spencer, we do have we do have iguanas down here, the size of small dinosaurs, and uh, that is oh, what oh. you're gonna see everywhere. Yeah, iguanas, oh, you will see that if if he's that's the thing you, you're gonna see everywhere. And that was the last of our calls. So I'm really really grateful for everyone who called in. We had great response. Um, like I said. If you uh, if you didn't get your plate didn't this hear time, your question, if you didn't hear your question, your question was crap, crap, it was crap. <laughs> Be better, Dad. I think we have to bump Mount Gregmore. How do you feel about that? You you like I don't even think you have time. <laughs> Greg's on mute again. Yeah, he just said wow. He's no yelling one. and he's on mute. Okay, yeah, I was on mute there. Um, had a coughing attack. Hey, uh, I'm I'm saddened by the fact that we're gonna have to bump Mount Gregmore because it's a good one. It's a great one, and we'll get to it next week. It's really, really good. I can just Maybe hear, the best ever. I can hear people turning off the podcast right now. They're <laughs> like, I just came here from Mount Gregmore, and I'm not getting yeah. it. And I'm, I'm just, my, my week is ruined. Because it I'm is, not. yeah. <laughs> yeah, those Mount Gregmore t-shirts will be ready for sale uh, in about another two or three weeks. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thanks, as always. Uh, we survived a podcast without a guest. I love that. We had great input from our fans from our callers we did uh, have a guest we had that guy lou from jeff and lou's podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true i love the word lou by the way i love that name that's, that's an old name. name remember earlier never... we were talking about like hey i went to school with a guy lou i know a lou uh every time i hear the word lou i just think of like a jeff's an old name a that's meatball old... hoagie a meatball hoagie. you know <laughs> lou is a meatball hoagie of names yeah. it's fantastic Hey, let's get out of here. Thanks, Yeti. Thanks, Christopher, as always. And uh, 
Listeners, um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. I can confirm, after further review, I feel like an NFL referee right now, Climax Kentucky is a real city. Oh, good. That's a weight off my mind. <laughs> would, you ever li- would you ever live in a city named Climax? Probably not, but... Uh... I was trying to find, like, you know, like a little nugget to go with this update of, like, you know, most famous person... And then it's just like the only thing this place is known for is just for having an odd name. And for that call. I mean, that guy was the most, I think that was the most entertaining of all the calls we got today. It was. So so Kentucky is now known for horse racing, bourbon, and Climax. There's a city in Idaho called Soda Springs. Wow. There's a Placentia, California. Oh my God. That's a place I don't want to live. There's a city in Virginia called Fries, like French fries. Really? There's a dinosaur. That's got me written all over it. There's a Dinosaur, Colorado. That's got you written all over it as well. There's a Bangs, <laughs> Texas. Oh, wow. I don't want to go there. This is fun. A little fun game that our caller helps us out with. I like And this. it all started with Climax. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> That's a long ending, but I'm sure you'll edit it down. It lasted longer than usual. <laughs> <laughs>